Hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 104. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Are we excited today, Alex? How do we feel? I am feel- yeah, what's up, girls and gays? I'm feeling pretty good in that we, like, watched some good stuff, and we're gonna talk about good things, which I'm always, yeah. like, <laughs> always excited about, because that's, like, maybe one in every four episodes, if we're lucky we're doing that. that- that's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would like to I would like to begin this episode uh, by retracting a statement that I made on uh, the previous episode, in which I said that uh, this episode is officially breaking the rules of the podcast for the first time, uh, because I said that the, y- Yu-Gi-Oh being based on a card game that is based on a manga uh, is not a video game show, but uh, on. Uh, upon further reflection, uh, for one, this show just doesn't exist the way that it is without video games being in the culture. All of the, like, hologram monsters fighting each other stuff, that would just not, that just would not exist without video games, so that makes it a video game show. Oh, and then also at the end of season one, they literally go inside of a video game for three episodes. Yeah, uh, we're, so Yu-Gi-Oh! We're not there yet when it comes to breaking the format. This totally falls yeah. within our usual format. Yeah, so uh, we, we have no excuse to just completely go off of the ra- rails <laughs> like I thought we would. Uh, so uh, with all that in mind, what did we watch this week, Mark, what did we watch for the past two and a half months, Mark? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've been watching uh, s- separately um, in our separate homes, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, known in Japan as Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Uh, so we'll go over that real quick. Uh, this is a Japanese anime. You probably heard of it, especially if you're like a young millennial. Um, it's a Japanese anime series. Uh, based on the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga series written by Kazuki Takahashi. Um, I know his name from being written on the bottom of every Yu-Gi-Oh! card (laughs) next to a trademark, because I used to collect them shits. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! originally aired in Japan on TV Tokyo from uh, 2000 to 2004, running for 224 episodes. However, an English-language adaptation of the series, heavily edited, uh, was created by 4Kids Entertainment, um, an Amer- North American uh, company, a uh, media company, and it aired in the United States from September 2001 to June 2006 on Kids WB. Uh, we watched the first season, the Duelist Kingdom arc of uh, this show. Um, I I sound knowledgeable about this, not just because I'm reading Wikipedia, but also <laughs> because I watched the shit out of this as a child. <laughs> yeah, when, when you said heavily edited, we're talking like... This is a show where <laughs> there are parts where characters are pointing fingers at another character's head and making very severe threats, and it's extremely obvious that there was a gun there <laughs> in the original version of the show. Uh, that's the type of that's the type of adaptation uh, we are we are dealing with here. Um, so I am I am going to explain the plot. Um, so if you were not already aware. Yugi Moto, he's the kid with the absolutely fucking insane, like Hall of Fame crazy anime hair. This kid, there's, it's an inexcusable head of hair. It's there's no fr- reason. It, it defies all laws of nature and physics and uh, God and reality. Um, Make Sasuke's hair look normal and okay. Yugi Moto is a high school kid who lives in a world where Yu-Gi-Oh the card game, uh, the, that you played when you were a kid 
is the most important thing in the entire universe. It decides the fate of everyone and everything. It is the most important thing happening in every waking moments of every single person's life. And also... Yeah. It's a multinational... It's like soccer. It's a multinational, yeah. <laughs> very important sport to people. Um, and also, he has a uh, cursed ancient Egyptian puzzle necklace uh, <laughs> that he wears at all times that allows him to transform from Twink Yugi into Twunk Yugi uh, whenever there is a plot-important <laughs> duel. Uh, and none of his friends notice this for like 30 episodes. Like he's, he's like, he like grows like a whole two feet and has a completely different voice every time he becomes the twunk. And, and it takes until like the 30th episode until one of his friends is like, Hey guys, it's almost as if (laughs) it's almost as if when Yugi is dueling, there's somebody else controlling him. Well, I like that you're saying twunk as opposed to like twink to like like Chad you no. because it's not enough of a transformation. It's subtle enough that it almost I don't know, maybe in the Japanese it's more of a subtle thing, but like the voices are like, Hey guys, compared to ha ha, I've got you. <laughs> like it's that drastic of a change in the American version. Yeah. So that's why it's so fucking whack that they'd say nothing about it until halfway through. Yeah, no one acknowledges it. <laughs> Almost ever in the first season, uh, and which is the only thing that we've watched so far uh, over the course of the past, like, two months. This has been my, uh, you know, sitting in a bed with a cute person and watching a TV show show for the past a while now um because it is the first season is nearly 50 episodes long because it's one of those anime because there's only two kinds of anime you either have 10 episodes you have like 389 and this is one of those Mm. (laughs) yeah so in season one yugi uh and his assorted friends who are not as good at the card game as he is joey taya and tristan uh, all go to an island and compete in an extremely convoluted tournament format uh, <laughs> held by a gay billionaire um, who wants to take over the Kaiba Corporation. Uh, the Kaiba Corporation makes a lot of the uh, a lot of the a lot of the card game accessories. They make the the disc that you strap to your arm that you put your deck in so you can play. Yeah. I guess so you could play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh on the on the fucking playground with on the Shout outs to any of you guys who owned a dual disc IRL. I'm with you. I had one. <laughs> yeah, um and we'll talk about Kaiba the character later. He's sort of adjacent to the plot for most of season 1, but he is also the most important character in the show. Uh <laughs> And, oh, um, yes. yeah, a lot of shit happens, and then Yugi wins, uh, and then some filler episodes happen for, like, six episodes, and then the season is over. How did you feel coming back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, Mark? So, this was a fucking ride for me. By that, I mean, it was just an absolute nostalgic treat, uh, coming back. I, I remembered everything that 
happened here. I was thinking this must be what Alex felt like when we watched Pokemon <laughs> because I I remembered this 50 50 episode season. I skipped I skipped around a tiny bit, but I remembered everything that I watched like beat for beat from from Mako Tsunami throwing a harpoon at them uh f- from from the weird uh demon guy who's pretending to be Kaiba's ghost. Mm-hmm. Um I remembered this whole thing. I remembered relinquished. I remembered polymerization. I remembered <laughs> I remembered all the cards, winged dragon of whatever. Uh, fuck, man. Um I I'm just going to keep watching this. This is it's a very fun sh- it's very very stupid but very very fun. I remember even as a kid cuz I would have watched this when I was like around 10, 10 to like 8 to 11, I would say. Even back then, I was like, I'm a little too old for this. This is kind of stupid. <laughs> but I remember loving it anyway because uh, the technology just looked so cool and the animations were so fun. And the stakes of every episode being such an intense like competition was really fun for me in a way that like when I watch like an eSport these days, I like get that same feeling. Yeah, it's a sports show. It, it's a sports anime. Yeah. It, it's it's like ping pong the animation, but for babies, and you <laughs> laugh at it. Um, <laughs> I guess that that was that's the appeal of it. Obviously, watching it now, the the melodrama is much more pronounced, uh, and and whether or not it's intentional uh, we'll <laughs> is to be is to be argued. Yeah. But it is just a very melodramatic esports anime that you that it's a great time i can't recommend it enough um so i need to i need to explain the context that i uh, am coming at watching this from so when i was a kid i played magic the gathering and Mm. kids are stupid and form factions in their brains uh (laughs) And if you played Magic the Gathering, you just, you couldn't play Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, you just couldn't do that. That was, that was, that was beneath you. Looked down upon. You just couldn't do it. Um, and so, and so I was a snob, and so I didn't, I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had never watched this show. Uh, but when I was, like, 12 or 13, I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge, uh, The Abridged Series, religiously. (laughs) Um... If you have not seen Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, it was um, a series of web videos where uh, someone, uh, you know, cut down the show and tried to, like, make it funnier and put a bunch of jokes in it. And, like, some of it was really funny and some of it was really homophobic. (laughs) Um, And I I think that's still being made now in the year of our devil 2020, uh, which is terrifying. I, I checked in. It is still. There was like a couple years without it, but it is still being made now. Uh, the, the the dude seems to have cleaned up his <laughs> yeah. script and is I would is now not. Hope so um, I would I would yeah, much like many creators in the 2000s. But that that homophobia was pretty inexcusable. Yeah. I did watch some of the early stuff, and it was very yeah. Bad. We'll have to we'll have to do an episode like just on Yu Gi Oh the original series at some T- point. Totally, we, but, we we will because it was it was actually a very important part of my of of my adolescence. Honestly, me too. Um, me too. But yeah. So that was my entire framework for what happens in this show. Um, And having now seen the entire first season, I can confidently state 
that Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series was entirely unnecessary. <laughs> it's wild, right? Because <laughs> the show is already so fucking funny. It's so, so funny. good. It's so fucking good. Like, I, I could not <laughs> believe how just, like, how much of things that I thought were just jokes from the Abridged series are just... Things that are jokes in the show Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I'm, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I like, I remember when I was younger, people would talk about this show and make fun of it a lot. And say, like, you know, oh, it's so goofy, it's so cheesy, that show's so stupid. And it's like, have you really sat down and watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Because, yes, they know that. <laughs> Every single person who worked on this dub knows exactly how stupid it is. That includes the writers, and that especially includes the voice actors. Everyone yeah. is fully it's, aware it's, it's a, yeah. of how it's, fucking ridiculous it, it is. It's drastically different because the other big, like, kind of kids, like, shonen anime I watched a lot of as a child was Naruto. Um, and you watch like the Naruto dub, and it's just a literal translation, beat for beat, uh, of the of the Japanese show. And yes, there's melodrama, but it's but it is genuinely a show that you can take seriously on its own merit. There are is some goofy stuff, but like there there's not really a hint of irony when it comes to Naruto. It's just a show about ninjas and and believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. This fucking thing is bonkers. It's- <laughs> I just, I just, it is just one of the finest examples of a group of people having, like, just the most bottom-of-the-barrel capitalism project <laughs> to yeah. work on. You know, like, and it's hey, had some fun with it. Make, make this anime based on this card game for children, based on this manga, and the show needs to entirely exist to sell lots of booster packs and reveal <laughs> cool cards along the way so that the kids will continue buying booster packs and also introduce new accessories for the characters to play the card game with so that we can sell more accessories and and yeah. they and they were like all right let's let's have a good time though <laughs> like it's just yeah. i don't i mm-hmm. i have so much fun watching this show um and mm-hmm. the, the thing the thing about it that i was not prepared for is is that the, it's <sighs> It's that they they actually play the card game. It, it's every time you talk about this because we we've had this conversation a few times off the air. It's so funny to me that you weren't expecting this. The <laughs> fact that that they just play through move by move the card game, and you watch them place cards onto the field and just interact with the card game for episodes at a time. <laughs> yes, that's the whole show. That's there the are there is show. in between parts, but. The, the That's meat and the potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Every, yeah. yeah, every plot beat of the show takes place on the board of a card game. Okay, like, okay. In the Pokemon anime, it's not like right. they're both standing like 12 feet away from each other in the middle of a field. 
going like, <laughs> all right, Pikachu, use Thundershock. Pikachu uses Thundershock. Wait five seconds. All right, Bulbasaur, use Razor Leaf. Like, it's, you know, they, the Pokemon are no. running around and firing lasers at each other, and, and, and there, is, there are action sequences. And you, I just kind of, one would think that if you were adapting Yu-Gi-Oh! the card game to be an, an anime... <laughs> <laughs> you, you would you would be like, all right, we're gonna have some magic guys that have cards that let them summon wizards and dragons and shit, and that that exists in this show because in the three filler episodes at the end of the season where they have to go into the VR world to rescue Kaiba, it, it the show becomes that. For a little bit. It becomes, the show becomes what you expected yeah, it to be. Yeah, the show becomes them holding the cards up and then a flash of light happens and then the dark magician appears and like swings his staff and throws a laser beam at someone. Like, it, it that it's yeah. that for a bit. Instead of the rest of the show, which is like, okay, uh, I'm gonna uh, play this guy in defense mode. Um... Uh, that allows me to return two of these to my hand. Um, I am going to need to shuffle my uh, graveyard into my deck. After that, give me a couple seconds to do that. Okay, and uh, pass turn. Well, <laughs> like, I just, that's I, like what the well, show is like. I just I, didn't expect that. It's interesting, right? Because, um, because the, also what you're describing is the way canonically in the show the ancient Egyptians played... <laughs> Dual monsters. They were actually, they actually like had magical powers. They used, you know, tablets to summon powerful demons. Uh-huh. And these demons fought each other. Oh, uh, the lore um, is fucking, the lore is bonkers. Yeah, but, but, it, but it's interesting because in the lore of the show, a, a capitalist, a, a, a capitalist gay man named Pegasus, uh, cr- created one of those homosexual landlords. Oh yeah, yeah, he's you know? he's one of those. My my favorite type of landlord. Um, he he's I live in San Diego. I know a lot of them. Um, he he um he, he goes to Egypt and he he gets inspired by these. So he creates the modern capitalist version of this cool demon summoning game with his his company called industrial illusions. And he's like, I'm going to sell this now. And he makes a bunch of money off of it. Yeah. It's it. And then, and then Yugi is like a reincarnation of a, of an ancient Egyptian Pharaoh, Yes. Uh, which so is Kaiba spoilers. Uh, you'll get to that in season two. <laughs> oh, damn, I didn't know that actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's 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 various of the ancient Egyptian cursed items that various characters have that let them turn into versions of themselves that are slightly taller and have a deeper voice and more bags <laughs> under their it's, eyes. Um, it's great. It's it's great. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, all of it is really gay. Uh, that's a really important aspect of the show yeah, is the homoeroticism. We, we should talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. The one that, the, the, the one that, the relationship that really sticks out to me is the relationship between Kaiba and Joey. Right. Okay. K- Kaiba. Totally. So, okay. Let's, Kaiba, Kaiba's my favorite character in the show and, and should be everyone's favorite character in the show. He is mm-hmm. a billionaire 16 year old that, <laughs> that, that has like, has, has, has balanced his entire self-worth 
on top of his ability to be good at card games <laughs> to the point where <laughs> in the first yeah. episode, well, first of all, in the first episode, Kaiba owns Yugi's grandpa at card games so hard that Yugi's grandpa has to be hospitalized. And then... <laughs> again, Something that I, I have never been able to do a that. A series was unnecessary. That's just what happens yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then Yugi comes back and beats Kaiba's ass so bad that Kaiba drops out of the national. <laughs> yes. Stop. He's like, I don't even know if I want to enter tournaments anymore. I was number one in the world. Now Yugi just, Yugi just beat me, and I don't even know how he beat me. I don't even know why I should even beat be playing. beat me one anymore. time, and I'm now having an existential crisis, and I have retired from being CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. <laughs> He, I, I, I love him. And then his, his side plot is that, uh, the gay billionaire has kidnapped his little brother. So he has to, he has to go try to duel his way into the dungeon to get his brother back. Um, and, and Um, first, I was just going to say, how, how would you describe Kaiba's like personality? Because that's very important. He, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question well first of all i said that he was 16 but he sounds like he's 40 and smokes cigarettes like on the hour <laughs> um and it's it, it it is just like he it's it's like everything is so serious to him but if anybody else takes anything seriously, then they are a loser. <laughs> that's, yeah, he's that's his he's personality. He's like, I don't really care. It's not a big deal to me. <laughs> you but dweebs. then once Yeah, you whatever, you dweebs. You dweebs are seriously playing a children's card game. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing it, and it's cool when I do it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's I don't, like if you have played competitive video games, you have you know this person. That's why I yes. love this show is because like every character, every side character, every person is just like this is a person that you encounter when you when you work in esports. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And Kaiba um, is is definitely that person. Um but but and then and then there's Joey. Um and I love Joey who Joey is very lovable character. Joey is uh, Yugi's uh, 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 best friend who is from Brooklyn. <laughs> Inexplicably has a strong, strong Brooklyn it's, accent. It's very ambiguous where this show takes place. Because obviously the original show from Japan takes place in Japan. But in, in, in this, Yugi is named Yugi Moto. And, has a, and, has, and, and, and they have a friend named Taya. And then also Joey is there, and his name is Joey Wheeler, and he has a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> and we've got Tristan Taylor, also yeah. an American name. It's one of those shows where you can, it, on in an instant, know which names were translated and which were <laughs> yeah. not. Like, Seto Kaiba is just clearly like a Japanese creation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Taya Gardner is not Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Um... And 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 Joey, um, his main character trait is that he sucks shit at the card game. Um, but is like, it's like I don't know. It Joey He's got a again, lot of heart. again. You meet it, every character in this show is somebody you meet when you are into competitive games. And yeah. Joey is that dude that like 
wants to be good, but doesn't want to do any of the things that you actually have to do to be good. Like, he is at the, he is at a big ass tournament. But Homeboy is at a national, at on a private yeah. island. And he's yeah. like in round two, like, I wonder what cards are in my deck. Like he's like he's like yeah. he's like top decking shit and being like what I wonder what this one does got to read the flavor text like, like oh Yeah God. just through through pure dumb luck and having more talented friends he finds himself in like top 8 of a giant tournament Why is he Joey does not deserve to be in top 8 of this tournament and he and he like makes it to like quarters this is ridiculous bullshit mm-hmm. um, Yeah but yeah. <laughs> the relationship between Joey and Kaiba is just like straight up like a BDSM humiliation like <laughs> cake relationship. Complete complete with like straight up BDSM fantasy dreams, uh like on the part of the sub who is Joey. There's um, a lot of stuff about Joey being a dog. Yeah, like Kaiba yeah. calling Joey a dog and talking about how he's begging and whimpering, and and there's a lot of stuff where where Joey is wearing a dog suit. Um, in his yeah, in his... it's it's like Kaiba's like kind of like a Sundere type of character, and and Joey's like simping for him, but like doesn't want to act like he wants his attention or approval, but he desperately does. Yeah, and he's like he, Kaiba's getting in his head to the point where Joey is imagining himself as a dog while he's dreaming. Um, <laughs> they really lean on it, like they keep and like Kaiba like keeps bringing up the dog thing. Like they, it's, it's like a fixture throughout the entire season and it's very, uh, it's very horny. Um, and I don't know, you know, like Yugi is literally wearing a collar at all times. Like Mm -hmm. it only becomes more of a pronounced BDSM outfit in uh, the battle city arc next season. Um, I'm sure you've seen the art of that arc. It's, it's the one that's where he's wearing the black t-shirt. And the and the collar. Yeah, it's where he's wearing a black a black sleeveless tee and uh, has a a big metal chain as his uh, as his necklace for the Millennium Puzzle now, and he's got a straight up collar. It's it's also the one where where uh, Kaiba looks like a PS five. Um, <laughs> it's a great season. Okay, I, I like, look forward to continuing. It reminds me of one time I was like walking past the like neighborhood high school, and this. Mm. Like, 15, 16-year-old kid walks past me, and he's wearing a padlock around his <laughs> neck. And I was like, is is this teenager in a BDSM relationship? Or did he see someone wearing a padlock, like a cool goth girl wearing a padlock, and just think that that's like a cool kid thing that you do? You know? Yeah, you can you just buy padlocks at Forever Twenty One now at, or at Spencer's? I don't know. I'm I'm 27 years old now. I'm I'm officially too old to know if that's the fashion now. But <laughs> let, let, we'll, we'll investigate TikTok for further uh, further inspiration for this. Yeah, and it, it's it's just like all of that stuff with just the the way that all of the male characters talk to each other while they are dueling it is it's just it's a very horny show yeah <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure if that part is intentional, but it really, like, okay, like, I remember Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series having a lot of jokes about the characters being gay, and, like, if I was making a, a, a joke dub of this show, I would also have a lot of jokes about the characters being gay. They would just be more tasteful jokes because I'm a queer, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It would, I mean, the, the, I remember there's a there's an episode of the Abridged series where it talks about, um, where it talks about uh, Pegasus' backstory, which is ostensibly that he his wife died mm-hmm. and he's trying to get revenge or trying to revive her using the power of the Millennium Items. Um, and it's just, you know, when when you watch it these days as a queer adult, you hear that he's was married to a woman and you just like say, okay, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Because it, because... Because Pegasus is just like an aggressively gay-coded character. <laughs> yeah, the the most queer-coded character of uh, of the anime that I've watched uh, to to this point. And you've been um, watching JoJo's. <laughs> oh fuck, I have been watching JoJo's. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Retract what I said and say besides every single character in JoJo's, <laughs> besides Joseph Joestar. <laughs> oh man, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Um, no, well, well, I mean, the kind of last thing I want to say is just that this, this show lives and dies on the strength of its really gimmicky characters. Yes. Um, I really, really like that there's just single episode arcs with these other duelists who each of their decks is like, has like a theme, like Mako Tsunami is my favorite. He's a dude who just loves the ocean. And he talks about how much he loves the ocean a lot. And he has all sea. He's never wearing a shirt. He's never wearing a shirt. <laughs> uh, he's very tan. He's cooking fish that he caught with a spear. And he <laughs> and he's got all fish Pokemon. There's like Rex Raptor, who's the current national champion. And he just says like, Dino Destruction every two seconds. And he has all Dino Pokemon. It's... I I really can't, if you haven't seen it I really can't describe enough that like it's just your local esports scene but like <laughs> but like to to an absurd as an absurd extreme yeah just cranked up to eleven in every aspect yeah it's it, it's a it's a lot of fun um it's on Netflix uh, I think that's where we both watched it uh, it's <laughs> you should watch yeah. it it's you dumb. should watch you should watch Yu Gi Oh it's a good time like it's been it's been a fun thing to just like throw on i'm probably gonna keep watching it like i have been enjoying it a lot it's been it's been a it's been a really nice time uh speaking of nice times let's talk about something fucking terrible what are we watching (laughs) next week mark so maybe this is when it counts that we're breaking the formula uh but we do have some tenuous ties to it being oh i don't think this breaks the formula at all if, if yeah, other things right, we have done right. don't break the formula, then this certainly does not. This is right within the wheelhouse okay. as far as I'm concerned. Well, well we're watching The Big Bang Theory. Um, <laughs> Big Bang Theory is an American sitcom created by <laughs> Chuck Lorre uh, and Bill Prady, uh, creators of um, creators of Two and a Half Men, another great American sitcom. <laughs> um, it, it, it premiered on CBS in September of 2007, and it just concluded in 2019, somehow <laughs> having lasted way past its due date. Um, and this is a show that I watched a lot uh, in high school and felt very represented <laughs> by because I was a nerd kid. And this was right on the cusp of when nerdy was becoming 
uh, mainstream. We'll get into the cultural implications of this show. I'm sure that'll be a big talking point next week, but yeah, we're watching that shit. Sheldon and everything. Old Sheldon as opposed to young Sheldon. I just checked, and there are more episodes of The Big Bang Theory than there are episodes of (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, we got to watch them all. Um, Yeah, this was, this was, this was, my dad watched a lot of these shows when I was growing up, so I've seen quite a bit of The Big Bang Theory, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure I will find it absolutely excruciating to come back to. I own season one and two on DVD, so. Good Lord (laughs) almighty. Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? You can follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. That's at Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord. It's linked in the pinned post in the Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. You should rate us in whatever app you listen to us in. Um, if you'd like, that does help us. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Kamala Harris. Fuck the Dems. Fuck the Republicans. But fuck the Democrats, especially because uh, they are the ones who will be in power, probably. Fuck fuck things that are happening <laughs> yeah um, fuck 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 <laughs> the entire american electoral system and the entire american white supremacist settler colonial state uh yeah yeah i mean um i mean kind of speaking on that i just wanted to say um you know have a safe and uh happy if you can uh beginning to your holiday season if you celebrate them and if if you don't that's chill because especially the one coming up is the big colonization one, but they all are kind of all the colonization yeah. ones. Just literally just a holiday to separate, to celebrate it's, murder and colonization. Nothing, yeah, nothing I, good going on there. The, the, the best I can tell you is maybe use this as an excuse to cook something delicious. I made potatoes au gratin or however you pronounce that um, for the first time. Oh, you time. got those au gratin? Uh, I got those au gratin. I got no, you got them au gratin um, potatoes. I'm gonna make a a turkey for the first time because uh, the the credit union uh, that my, that my day job uh, that I work for um, they gave everyone a turkey and like a bonus check for the pandemic. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna cape for capitalists, but that was a pretty chill thing for them to do for every one of their employees. So I'm gonna cook this fucking turkey, get on Zoom with some friends. Uh, some queers, some girls and gays, and um, and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun on on Wednesday, and then on Thursday I'm not doing anything because my parents invited me out to a restaurant um, to uh... to have Thanksgiving dinner, and I said respectfully, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a big politics post show in me. Um, yeah, the work continues. Uh, like yep. I, I, I'm like Go- I don't know, like I've been doing a lot of just like. Just, like, real fucking, like, day-to-day fucking groundwork mutual aid shit. Like, real not flashy kind of stuff. So, if you're also doing that kind of stuff, fucking solidarity and love to Mm y'all. Peace. Peace. Love you. Oh, don't don't donate to Joe Biden. Holy fucking shit. Oh, yeah, God. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Please fund our transition. Please, Donald Trump is being so mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) He won't give up, Powell.
Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. He he didn't wipe me the special letter for the Oval Office. Uh, peace. Peace. <laughs>